Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. This series became, the inspiration came from a conversation I had with Pastor Brandon. We, we, were taught, we always talk about one of the things me and Pastor Brandon love is, is the culture that we live in. We try to understand it so that we can figure out how can we reach our culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that um, we were talking about is friendships. I, I said, man, friendships are a big deal because the friends you have determine sometimes determine your future. And, and we had been talking about it, and, and Pastor Brandon made this really good quote. And he was saying how, you know, we, we have a lot of friends, but sometimes we don't have a lot of brothers or sisters. And what he was talking about was, I have a lot of friends that I can hang out with and have fun with, but I feel like I don't have a friend that I can go talk to when I'm in the thick of the struggle. So it kind of resonated with me when we talked about it. And then for the men's supper, it confirmed it because he kept talking about it for our men's supper that we had a couple of Tuesdays ago. So, so it fueled and it confirmed this series for me called Best Friends. And I want to show you what, what a friendship genuinely looks like, not just from what the world says a friend looks like, but what does Jesus say about the friendships that you have? The theme scripture that I'm going to be using for the next few weeks is Proverbs 18.24, and this is in the message translation. It says, friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. And that's for everybody in here who has had friends that have walked away, has stabbed, has stabbed you in the back, has shown you, have shown you no love or compassion when you've shown love to them. And you're like, why would they walk away? Hear the words of Solomon saying, friends come and friends go. You will always have friends that will get out of your life and you will always have friends that are come in your life. It's called seasonal friends. Solomon always talks about this because it helps you have a wisdom of understanding. If a friend leaves, it's okay. If a friend, if there's a friend that comes into my life, I have to be okay with that. He gives this wisdom of if a friend leaves, be okay with that because they weren't meant to stay for long. And if a friend comes in, be glad, praise God. But he says a true friend sticks closer. Another translation says he sticks closer than a brother. And that's what I want to talk about for these next few weeks is finding that friend that sticks close like part of your family. So for week one of our series, Best Friends, I want to talk about this title, Following the Crowd. Following the Crowd. Everybody has some type of best friend right now. You, you probably have someone in your mind that you can think of that you, can, that you talk to like all the time. Um, so, some of us, some of us have, have those friends that are like family. Some best friends that are born out of ridiculous situations. Like, like the way you met your best friend was kind of bizarre and you would have never expected to be friends with them. But all of a sudden you're like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. We just became best friends. Like you wouldn't expect them. You wouldn't expect to be friends with them from the situation that happened. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it's those friends that are like, oh, like you, you, you a little bizarre, but I, I like you, but you're a little bizarre. But, but I had a friend when I was in, uh, children's ministry back at our saviors when we used to go, go there. 
one of my one of my friends, his name was Tristan. Coolest dude. I thought he was the coolest dude on the planet. And I was homeschooled at the time, so I didn't know about the whole friendship thing. But but he I thought he was the coolest dude ever. We were one of those cool kids that like sat in the back. We thought we thought sitting in the back was the cool part of, of church. Like everybody who sat in the front is like, man, you weird. Don't sit in the front. We like to sit, we like to sit in the back all the time. So I thought, but I followed him. I I thought he was the coolest dude. I thought he had some of the coolest ideas. He had a character. Like I thought he was like, oh, this is going to be like a cool friend for me. Right. So, so like I knew him, I knew him like to the T. I went to his house. Like I was very close with his parents, like all this stuff. And I was getting really, really close with him. But I think as you get older, you start to realize stuff that you don't realize as a kid. And as you get older, you're like, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Like one, like the things that he was starting to do that he did at 11 years old that now he's doing at 13 because we had been friends for two years. I was like, Ugh. like it was, it was the stuff that he would be doing would just, just confuse me. And the sad part about it is he was a church kid too. It wasn't just no random junkie that just came to church as a kid. Like this was, this was a kid that's been in church all his life. His parents were radically saved and all this stuff. And then I'm, I'm meeting this kid and I'm like, man, like that's, that's not, that's not, he doesn't support like everything that we hung out to do and everything. He kind of, he made me feel like he was using me and he made me feel like, like all he wanted me for was just to be a friend and nothing else. And, 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 and on the same level, on that same, cause, cause those type of people can be lighthearted in a way. But the reality is, the reality is, is that our friendships can either influence us towards good things or very problematic things. Our friendships often will dictate how we act, our response, and our situ- in the situations that we walk into. Your friendship, your friends motivate you to be the person you are a lot of the times, especially as a teenager. Your friends are some people that you either look up to or some people that you just, you feel like you can hang out with them all the time because they're always available. Those, the friendships always motivate you to how you act and how you respond to things. The question is, is that which crowd do you follow? I'm not just talking about a crowd of people. I'm not like in the metaphor. What is that one friend that you consider the crowd that you follow? Is it a good crowd? Do they lead you towards life giving things or do they lead you to trouble? Do they leave you to problematic things? The tension of that is that does it influence you towards God or towards trouble? Does your friendships gear you towards Christ or does it gear you towards the troubles of life? Because we all, we have some type of friend that does that to us. And so I want to talk about that tonight. I want to talk about how sometimes we like to follow the crowd instead of leading the crowd. Because a lot of times we can do that. James 4 verse 4 says this, you adulterous people. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have to say that because it's scripture. Y'all ain't adulterous. But do, do you not know that friendships with the world is an enmity of God, which means almost like an opposer? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend with the world or of the world makes himself or herself an enemy of God. The wrong influences in our friendships can affect our relationship with God. When we choose friendships with the world, we ignore God. So it's those friends that we have that lead us away from God. That's, that's the fight where you have those friends in your life that, 
that you can hang out with, you can talk to, but they're actually leading you towards a darker place than, in a, than a good place. And those are the friends you have to watch out for. Not just because, obviously love them like Christ and still be friends with them, but I want you to picture that it's wisdom when you understand that some of those friends are leading you towards sinful places that you don't want to go to. And it doesn't have to just be drugs or anything. They can lead you to gossip. They can lead you towards, towards hatred towards someone. It could lead to anything. I don't leave out just the, even the little problematic stuff. It could lead to anything in your life. And to be honest, some of us kind of do that. But the thing is, is that are you willing to step away from those friendships or are you willing to just stay in it and let yourself go downhill as your friend lets you go downhill? They pull, they pull you down with you. They go with you when they pull you down. They're always, those types of friends only want stuff from you, need stuff from you, and they pull you down instead of picking you back up. What about those, what about those miserable friends? Those friends that only need you because they need your, your help and not yourself. They only want you for your counsel and not just your friendship. They can't give anything back. They just want and want and want. What about those people that drain you? What about those people that are always having, always wanting something from you and you feel used? Those are the type of friends we got to be careful with. I'm not saying hate them. You shouldn't hate your neighbor. But you have to set a boundary for your neighbor. You have to set a boundary for your neighbor. Because those are the type of people that will bring you down. And I want you to identify that in your life. Because, because brothers and sisters, true friends, do not lead us away from God. Watch on how your friends lead you. What do your friends lead you to? That's the question. What do your friends lead you to? And I want to give you some of these things, and, and, and you might be this friend. But that doesn't mean you can't develop as being a real friend to somebody. That, that can happen. Because sometimes in friendships, because this is, can happen in relationships. This can, hap- this can be if you're even dating somebody. Being in a relationship or being in a friendship with someone is not just to receive something, it's to give something back. That's what a friendship looks like. But I want to give you these key things that they might be doing that might, not a, not a bad friend, but an unhealthy friend. Are they pressuring you? Are they making fun of things that you're not proud of? Calling you things that you're not? Manipulating you? Brothers and sisters, if they're doing these things to you, that's the sign of an unhealthy friend. That's the sign of a friend that just wants or just wants you to be their friend just because you're their friend. But you want a friend that sticks closer than a brother, closer than a sister. You want that type of friend. I promise you right now, I would want, I want a friend, I want a brother that can make me laugh at, at one point and teach me Christ in the next point. I want a friend that can hang out with me and goof off with me while encouraging me to do the right thing in the next. That's the type of brother I want. But a friend will only be that fun part. It's those party friends that are good for the moment, five minutes, and then we lose because we can't go to them. Because all they see us is having fun with them. But if I can't go to them about what I'm dealing with, then do I truly have a friend? And that's the problem. We look for friends that are unhealthy. And sometimes it's not our fault. Sometimes, because I can tell you right now, I was friends with people because I was desperate. Because I was isolated. I was alone as a teenager. So I just reached out. I reached out to people. And it made it even worse. Because the challenge is, is that you need to be picky about your friends. 
You need to be picky about the people that pour into your life because some people will try and snatch your joy. And they don't even mean it either. They just do it out of natural tendency because sometimes an unhealthy friendship will do that. They will do that. So you got to be picky with your friendships. Proverbs 13, 20. I think so. 13, 20. Yeah. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffer harm. Walk with wise friendships. When we don't, we find ourselves influenced by foolish people into trouble. Because here's the origin of friendships. Friendships are God-given gifts because we're not meant to do life alone. I'm not saying don't have any friends because there are some friends out there that we shouldn't be hanging out with. But you're not meant to do life alone. Even in a relationship when you're dating someone or when you go to marry somebody, you're, you're meant to do that together with someone. And it's the same thing with friendships. This life is hard and you need friends along the way. But as a Christian... You genuinely need people in your life that are going to uplift you and challenge you and encourage you in places that you need it. However, the enemy would love to use friendships in a negative way to influence us towards sinful places. And that has been in my life where I've had places of friendships that have led me towards sin rather than leading me towards a stronger relationship with God. It's that simple. But sometimes we're so desperate to have friends, and I get it, because friendships make you feel good. They 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 send this type of type of excitement, especially people, especially us in here who are people per, like a people person. You love being with people, but sometimes we we're such a people person that we choose the wrong people, and then we start to backtrack and go backwards with those friends, and now we can't go forward in our relationship with God because it's draining us. Bad company. Corrupts good morals, the Bible says. What's the bad company that you're in? Here's another challenge. Take personal inventory of your friendships now. Do your friendships help you or hurt you? Do the people you choose to be in a relationship with draw you closer to God or take you away from him? Sometimes you have to take inventory of the people that you're with. If you... And that's another thing. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's on us when we choose our friends. If I'm, if I'm being negative, I'm going to want to be around negative people. If I, if I need, if I need some, some, some refreshing people, I'm going to be with refreshing people. It's the way you pick and have inventory on your friends. Because sometimes we think it's the other person, when in reality, we picked them. So we have to realize sometimes we need to be more picky and take inventory. I do this in my life all the time. I do this with my motives. I do this with my heart. I do this with my thoughts. Sometimes I got to take inventory in my brain because some of my thoughts are not true. It's the same thing with friends. If I'm choosing my friends, I have to choose carefully. And you got to ask yourself those questions. Do they give life rather than drain me? Do they show me, do they appreciate me rather than just use me? Those are the questions. What values do you want in a friend? If you know those values, you will find the right friend. We, it might not, we might not think of it as a big deal now. They're just a friend. They're just a homie. They're not that bad. But scripture is showing us actually to us, if we, well, let me read that again. But scripture shows us that the people we associate with will dictate a lot down the road. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I was going to title it that, but I, I want to think of following the crowd because sometimes we'll follow people like that. 
And one of the things we got to understand is, is that the friends that you're with now dictate how you are as an adult. Tristan was, I thought he was a great friend. But the issue was, was that because of his influence on my life and I followed the crowd of him, I was doing dumb stuff at 14, 15 years old. I liked a girl in youth group and I wasn't even saved, but I didn't care. I was just going to like this girl. I didn't care because he always talked about that. People, your friends will dictate how you live in the future. It happens all the time. So you have to be picky and take inventory on the friends you have. Because sometimes those friends that we have will drain us and throw us down in the gutter. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you walk with wise people, if you walk with close friends, you will get a great future. But if you walk with people that don't understand themselves or foolish, you will find yourself in a troublesome future you don't want. Our friendships determine our future. But, but the Bible always talks about us taking the next step in our friendships. Think carefully about what is right. If they're doing something that you know is wrong, you have, the temptation is to give in just because they're your friend because you're following the crowd. That's what following the crowd means. Because I want to make another picture. Jesus was always around the, a, a crowd. When he, was, when he was on the earth in the Gospels, he was always in the crowd. But there were moments where he had to withdraw from the crowd because it was too much sometimes. Sometimes the crowd can be too much. Sometimes you have to take back and kind of step away for a little bit because sometimes the crowd can be tempting to follow. It, it happens all the time. Even in culture, something happens, we follow it. And he, the crowd does whatever everybody else does. But the point of Christianity is that you're different and that you don't follow the crowd, that you become the leader of the crowd. But if we follow it, we will be, enti we will be enticed and in chains to that crowd. One of the ways we can practically apply this in our friendships is to think, does this person help me do right or lead me to sin? As we think carefully about what is right, we have to choose friendships carefully. This week, I want you to make a decision to walk with people who help you walk with God. Those are the type of people I want you to find this week. It could be hard. Maybe at school, it's hard to find people at school, especially if you know the school that you're at. Or maybe it's even at work. Work is just hard because some people just don't, you don't just throw your Christianity out there, so it's hard to find people that way. But, but I encourage you, even in, even in a youth group, find someone that leads you to Christ and not into trouble because that's what will dictate your future. I want to say one more story. If I can have someone on the keys, whoever can come up. I have a picture because I have, I have my close friend of mine. I want him to be an illustration. I want him to be an example that y'all can find. I just want to give an illustration so y'all can understand where I'm coming from. Um, uh, yeah, some of y'all know him. Some of y'all don't. His name is uh, Zane. Uh, he, we've been close friends for a while. Uh, I want to show you some pictures, actually. Let's put up the first photo. This is my favorite one. This is my homie Zane. <laughs> Second one. There has to be some context with this one, the second one. So, so we were at our CLC Christmas production. We were doing a Christmas production, and he came and literally sat on my lap. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sus. But, but he was sitting on my lap, and he hates coffee. 
So I had to explain to him the meaning of coffee, why coffee was so important. And he, look, look at his face. That's the face of like, he wanted to learn how, how coffee was like. Second picture. And then this is me and him being gangster in... <laughs> We were, he had bought some new sneakers, so we, I kind of celebrated with him because he's, he's from Tennessee, so he's literally a country boy. So I got, I got him to get some sneakers. There's some Air Maxes. And I told him, bro, you look drippy. Look at that. You look good. He looks so good. I didn't want him to wear the pink laces. I mean, the pink laces look good, but I wanted him to, to rock the, uh, the white laces. But, but, but actually in the beginning when I first met Zane, I didn't really, I didn't really like him at first because he was a bit extra and I'm not I can be extra but only if I if I'm trying to I try to be extra he's just naturally extra that's just him but for me I I just didn't I didn't care about him that much when I and we lived in the same apartment too this dude can talk too he can talk for hours and hours and it was it was the funniest thing we wouldn't go to bed till like 1 a.m and almost miss class the next day because of his talking behind I almost miss class but, but one of the things that I've grown to love about Zane is that he always challenged me. Because I was in some, I was, going to CLC, I didn't under, like going to the college, I didn't understand where I wanted to do genuinely. I knew God called me to ministry, but I never knew where. I had a hard time with it. And, and this dude guided me through those little moments. So I went from the moment of hating him to genuinely like I love him like a brother like we're hanging out I'm hanging out with him Friday we're going we're going to have like lunch and stuff together because because this is a guy that will laugh with me yet will listen to me when I'm dealing with some stuff he's that type of person for me I have another friend uh, his name is Luke Uh, he's a little bit older than me I didn't get to have a picture but he's a close friend with me too and he's that type of friend that messes around. He's goofy. But one of the things that I will never forget about him is that he has so much wisdom. And that was the type of person I needed in my life. He's actually my accountability partner for, for me and Sarah's relationship. He's someone that I can go to when, when I need to be held accountable. That's the type of people you need in your life. Me, me, Zane, Zane's a Bible nerd. If y'all were here for the conference, he had a he had a sweater that said, I put the stud in Bible study. It was hilarious. Like he loves the word of God. But the thing is, is that when we talk about it, he makes it, he makes me enjoy it. And those are the type of friends you need to find in your life. Is those friends that will have fun with you, obviously, but can they also encourage you, listen to you when you're struggling with stuff? There, I've had a lot of friends that I've struggled with something, I've told them, and I would never talk to them again because of what I told them. But this dude stayed with me through a lot of stuff, especially two years ago. When I was going through some stuff in my mind, in my head, I was, I was, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety during CLC, and this dude helped me a lot with it. So I want you to understand, you can find those types of friends in your life. You just have to pick. You have to pick the right ones. I know this is gonna be a friend I'm gonna be with for a while. But some friends we're only with for a while, like friends come and friends go because sometimes we pick the wrong friends sometimes. But I can tell you, find a friend like Zane, who's someone who cares about you, wants to see the best in you, wants to see you win in places, wants to celebrate with you. That dude celebrates me more than he celebrates himself. And I don't like getting compliments. And he does it all the time. And you know, he makes me mad, but he, he does it because he knows I need it even though you need a friend that knows what you need too. You can find that. Don't feel, I don't want you to be defeated and feel like there's not a friend out there 
who knows you and loves you and can care about you. There are people out there. You just have to dig. You have to dig a little bit. You got to pray about those friends that you need. Because that's not a bad friend. That's a best friend. That's a brother. That's someone I can stick close to. That's the one that sticks close to like family. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to talk to two groups of people in here before we close tonight. We're closing a bit early so y'all can hang out a little bit afterwards. But I want to pray for you. Because I feel like the Lord's tugging on some people's hearts tonight about the friends that you have. Or maybe you're that friend. I want you to know because I, cause, cause I know some people in here have had some friends that have really betrayed them. And you, and you feel like because of that situation of the betrayal of that friend, you can't, you can't have any other great friends. All those other friends are messed up. Or all the other friends that you have, you feel like you can't connect to them anymore. But I want to encourage you tonight. You can find those friends. You just have to look hard enough. And sometimes they come easy, but sometimes it has to it has to look sometimes because sometimes there are just friends out there that just want you for what you can do, what you have, maybe just to be a friend. But you need to find someone that wants to be a brother or a sister for you. Someone you can talk to when you're in the thick of something. Someone you can go to when you're having a painful situation. You can go to those people. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to I want you all to pay attention to the people in here who have a hard time picking a healthy friend. It's just like, it's just like Jacob, I don't, I don't know who to pick. It's just difficult. Like everyone I try to run into is just, they just, they're not a good friend for me, but like, I don't know where else to look. I want to encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, what type of friends do I need in my life? What type of friends am I looking for? And I'm going to talk about it in this series, but I want, to, I want the Holy Spirit to really give you that discernment. Like, Lord, help me to be picky about my friendships. Help me to pick the healthy ones, the ones that I can go to when I'm struggling, the ones that can encourage me to get closer with you. Lord, I need those friends. I need those people in my life. If that's you, if you've been picked, if you, can't, if, you're, if you have a hard time being picky, and you don't know how to take inventory on the friends that you have in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. I see the hands. You have a hard time picking friends in your life. You feel like you feel like some of your friends are unhealthy. You don't know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. You can throw your hand back down. This is a tougher one, but I want you to be honest. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No distractions. I want you to if you, if you feel like, Jacob, those things that you listed, I feel like I've manipulated a friend. I feel like I've made fun of a friend that they, that's something that they weren't proud of and I feel bad about it. Or there's that friend that, that, that I pressured into things that I really felt like I probably shouldn't have done. Or I've gossiped about that friend or I've done these things. If that's you, if you feel like you were that unhealthy friend, I want you to make a very bold move and raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Be honest with God. Doesn't matter who's in the room. Be honest with God. God, I've been that unhealthy friend. I want to be a healthy friend for somebody. I genuinely want to be that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can throw your hand back down. 
pray for both parties, but I want to speak to the unhealthy, the people that feel unhealthy. I want you to know that God can make you a healthy friend. If you genuinely want that, I believe that God can come into your life and tell you, you can be that friend. Like, Lord, I want to be that friend that someone can go to. I want to be that friend that can keep the secrets, can be a safe place. Lord, I want to be that friend that I can encourage one when they're down, I can bring them up to you. I can lead them to a relationship with God. I want to be that healthy friend. You can be that healthy friend. You just need to learn how. So Father, I pray for every single student that's raised their hand about being picky and also being an unhealthy friend. Father, I pray, Lord, that you give them the discernment to pick, to take inventory and to pick the right friends, the ones that genuinely care, the ones that genuinely want to see them develop, wants to celebrate you. Father, I pray, Lord, that they find friends that lead them to Christ and not into sin. I want you, Lord, I want you to touch their heart and help them understand what a true Christ-like friend that close brother or sister looks like. Father, I pray for the ones who raise their hand about being an unhealthy friend. Father, I want you to show them where they can be healthy in. Lord, show them, convict them, but Lord, also encourage them in ways. This is how you become a healthy friend encourage somebody this week encourage a friend this week encourage a friend when they're feeling down celebrate a friend this week celebrate a friend this week uplift a friend this week that's what you can do uplift a friend that's a start to being a healthy friend when a when a friend has a victory in something celebrate them if they're feeling down in something lift them back up can have these friends you can be that healthy friend so father i pray an anointing of good friendships lord in their life father i pray for for friendships in all of our lives in my life where i'm finding people who genuinely care and not just people who are just for me lord but for people that i can pour into as a brother or as a sister father let the, let the brothers and sisters in here pour into their friends. Encourage their friends to hear them out when they're feeling down, to hear them out when they're in the thick of the struggle. Father, I pray, Lord, that they become that healthy friend that someone can go to and that they can have camaraderie, not just camaraderie, Lord, but, but, but intimate conversation with each other, Lord. Let them have the conversations with you, Jesus. Let them be that healthy friend again and help them to discern that. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this message. Father, I thank you for the message that you've given us. Lord, I pray for the next couple of weeks, Lord, as we continue in this series. Father, I pray, Lord, that you help us to understand what a best friend looks like in our lives. And Lord, I pray a blessing of friendships that are gonna not just last, Lord, but they're gonna benefit us. They're gonna benefit our lives. They're gonna benefit your kingdom. Lord, we ask for these friendships. We ask for those people in our lives. Lord, we need these types of people. Lord, we pray that you reveal it to us. Lord, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you for revealing this to us tonight. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.